1: Hey there, family. Hey there, Stanton Reed. Good to see you. Good to see you all. It is literally good to see you this week. I preached uh, via Zoom last week and uh, somebody asked, well, could you see everybody out there? And I said, no. I could just see a little bit of a sliver of that screen from the uh, from the iPad. So I like this this is good. Let's just keep doing this. And yes, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Let's go ahead and have a a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I would love for you to get in the way of me. I would like to fade into the background, and I would like for you to share what you have to share with your people today. We pray in your name. Amen. So, uh, key text today is found in John fourteen thirty one. By the way, in the next about 120 seconds, you're going to get everything that you need for the sermon. So if you want to check out after that, you can, but I'm going to give you everything you need in about two minutes. So if you need to do this, like if you have a short attention span, just tune in for the next two minutes and you'll get everything. Well, not really, but you know, you'll get what you need or what what you got in two minutes. Here you go. Ready? Timer set. Here we go. Our main text, John fourteen, verse thirty-one, says, But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do arise. Let us go from here. That's our main text for this morning. So what am I going to ask you to take away from this main text? Here's my main point. I'm going to ask you to arise and leave where you are now, and be led by the Holy Spirit to a deeper and more intimate experience in Jesus, where your obedience will result in kingdom growth. How are we going to do that? Three ways. We're going to rise because Jesus asked asked us to, and we're going to get up. We're going to embrace the Holy Spirit. And finally, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit. And yes, I did use the word allow because God is a gentleman. God is respectful of our freedom. I'm gonna ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to grow in you, the kingdom that's in you and in the people around you through your obedient connection to Jesus. There you go, I told you. Two minutes, there it is. All right, you're like, okay, sit down now. This is good. Now, can I tell you a story real quick? All right, here's a story. So, uh, about a year ago, when we were still living in Nashville, Rochelle called up some friends of ours, Melanie and Tim, and said, hey, uh, would you guys like to go out to a restaurant here in town with us? My parents got me a really big gift card to go to this restaurant, and we'd love to take you out and and go out to eat with you. And they were like, sure, let's do this. So, uh, we get to the restaurant, we're sitting there Ori. It's really cool. It's kind of this little cafe, kind of like really kind of cool hip type of place that we probably wouldn't normally have found ourselves. And, uh, and, and so Melanie says to Rochelle, she goes, well, this is, this is really neat. How did, your, how did your parents know about this place? And Rochelle said, oh, well, they, um, I think they come here probably about once a week. That This is like one of their favorite places to eat. And so they, they gave me a, a gift certificate so that we could come here because they like it so much. Melanie said, Well, I thought your parents lived in California. They come here once a week. And that's when we realized that there had been a communication breakdown. My wife's a teacher. Hear where this is going? When Rochelle talks about her parents, she could be talking about her biological parents in California. And just as likely, she could be talking about the parents of the children in her classroom. And what had happened was it had been about Christmas time. Like I said, it was about this time last year. So last Christmas, the parents in her classroom went in together and gave her a really nice gift certificate to this restaurant. By the way, if you ever talk to Rochelle and she says, my kids, you'll want to clarify whether she's talking about Rochelle and Eric or she's talking about the kids in her class because that's the way Rochelle operates. Those are her kids. Did I call it Kyla? Yeah. See, Stanton, you gotta you gotta remember. I can I mess up my own children's names. Okay, so maybe it is all about me. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, yeah. So so um so so Kyla and Eric. She might be talking about them, or she might be talking about the kids in her class. The context will tell you. I tell you this story because it's going to set up what I want you to take away from our main Bible verse that I talked to you about. This is the New King James Version. I'm gonna read it to you again. But the world, but that the world may know that I love the Father and as the Father gave me commandments, so I do arise, let us go from here. Do any of you like a good mystery? I'm gonna be honest with you. I love a good book, movie, TV show that makes you guess what's going to happen i'd name some names but then you'd judge me um on but i like it when you can't when you can go back and read the book later again for a second time or watch the movie again or see it and you're like oh if i'd been paying attention i could have figured this out i could have because all the clues are there and you can i love those kind of things So I don't know if you like that or not, but I love it. And right in this Bible verse is a mystery. You might not see it right away because we're not putting this verse in the context of everything around it. But the mystery is the last sentence, arise, let us go from here. Why is that a mystery? Well, here's the setup for what's happening. In John chapter 13, we see that Jesus goes to an upper room with his disciples and they have what we commonly in Christian circles call the Last Supper, right? And so Jesus and John starts to expound to them about some things that are going to happen. He says, I'm going to be going away. And and they go, cool, we'll come with you. And he's like, yeah, where I'm going, you can't come with me. And they're like, well, why not? And he said, well, you know, uh, you will be with me in a way, though. And they're like, and, and then so Jesus in the beginning of this chapter starts talking about all these different things and, And he starts talking to them. Well, we get to this verse. And at the end of this verse, which is the end of chapter 14, he says, arise, let us go from here. But if you have your Bible, turn to chapter 15. At the beginning of chapter 15, do they go anywhere? They don't. At least it doesn't say they do. Jesus now in chapter 15 launches into... The I am the vine, you are the branches. Talks about God being the one that prunes those branches. Then he says, remain in me and I in you. This is my commandment. He t- starts talking about, and then he says, what do I want from you? I want you to be one as I am one. And this is, goes on through chapter 15, 16, and 17. So chapter 15, 16, and 17, three more chapters. And then when you get to the beginning of chapter 18, If you have a Bible, look this up. At the beginning of chapter 18, it says, the disciples went from there and crossed the Kidron Valley and went up the mountain, talking about going up the Mount of Olives to a place called the Garden of Gethsemane. So three chapters before, Jesus says, arise, let us go from here. And then there's this long three chapters of Jesus saying beautiful things. And then in chapter 18, we finally see them arising and going. And I want you to know that because theologians love to argue over things, they've argued over this text for a long time. There's a couple different options that they've come up with when it comes to what's going on here. Arise, let us go from here. And if you're not intrigued by this, man, get intrigued. This is fun stuff, okay? So here's the first theory that's out there. The first theory out there is that it was sloppy editing, John just kind of was writing the book. You know how you do a first draft. You kind of go through and start rearranging things. John did that, and he accidentally left this one sentence, arise, let us go from here, in the wrong place. He should have put it at the end of chapter 17, and that would have led into 18. So sloppy editing. For me, that doesn't feel very satisfying. No. Nah. It implies that there's sloppiness, that, that a guy who... <laughs> who is pretty precise with every other word that he uses in the book, somehow is sloppy on this one. So here's another theory. Another theory is the disciples move from the upper room to another place. So they go from the upper room to another place in Jerusalem, and they wait there, and then Jesus does the next three chapters of talking to them there, and then they walk to the Garden of Gethsemane. For me, that one, yeah, you could— It just doesn't really, doesn't fit right for me, does it? I mean, I mean, it could, it could have been, but it just doesn't quite feel very satisfying. I mean, there's no, they went from, Jesus doesn't say, let's go from here to this room over here or to this place. It's just come, let us go from here. So we have more theories. Next theory is the disciples were so engrossed in Jesus' teachings that they just completely ignored him asking them to go and just stayed put. And Jesus like, okay, and just kept on preaching. Now, as a preacher, I can actually see that happening sometimes, right? I can see that happening. And yet still for me, just doesn't completely for me just scratch the itch. And then This is actually the most, um, this is the traditional understanding of what happened. Okay, so if you go back and look at what the early church fathers kind of thought, and this is kind of their traditional understanding of what's happening here. They said that Jesus said the next four chapters as they walk to the Garden of Gethsemane. But I want you to go ahead and in your mind, imagine the next I am the vine, you are the branches. I want you to be one. I want you to imagine those three chapters of Jesus saying that over his shoulder. I am the vine. You are the branches. Or maybe, I guess, maybe he could have been doing it to a director. I am the vine. You are the, you know, he could have been. Again, for me just doesn't feel like something as beautiful as these next three chapters happened in a, a kind of a moving environment. It feels like it would have been more of an intimate kind of conversation. So, let's go to my theory. It's a theory. It's my theory. I'm going to tell you it's just a theory. And if it doesn't feel right to you at the end of it, that's okay. It's Ken's theory. Okay, it's just a theory. Remember that story I told you just a few minutes ago? You know, sometimes when we say things and we take them out of their context, we don't really understand what's really going on. I want to suggest to you that when we take that one sense arise, let us go from here. Maybe we're taking something literal that Jesus was saying metaphorically. Following along with me? I'll tell you why I think that. I'll give you the translation the way I would paraphrase it if somebody asked me to go ahead and paraphrase the Bible, which nobody did, but I did anyway. I obey the Father so the world will know that I love him. Arise and be led away from this place. Be led away from this place. Why do I say that? Let's go from here. That Greek word, the the original language, that word doesn't just mean go away from here. That same word is used when Jesus is brought out by Pilate in front of the crowd that starts yelling, crucify him. So there's an implication of being led, being taken somewhere with another person. This is getting good, right? This is getting good. If you don't think so, I do. I'm like, oh, this is good stuff. I found this this week. And I was like, oh, I love this stuff. Get up. Remember that arise. The same idea for bringing to life. Arise and be led away from this place to another place. So what's going on here? Let's go ahead and take a deeper dive into what's happening in chapter 14. Jesus tells them that we're, he says to Thomas, well, firstly, he, he says um, to Peter in the end of chapter 13, you're going to deny me. And then at the very beginning of 14, by the way, we often, because we we chop chapters up and don't look at them, this beautiful verse, so Jesus says, you're going to deny me three times. And Jesus immediately after this, says that, we cut the conversation off there. and like, there you go, you go, deny me three times. What really happens in John chapter 14 Jesus says, you're going to deny me three times. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there's plenty of room. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be, and you know the way to get there. And Thomas says, we don't know how to get there. And then Jesus goes ahead And says, Thomas, you do know the way to get there. And he starts talking about, if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He starts talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to send you a comforter who's going to be there for you. Jesus starts telling them the way to go from here. He tells them that he is the way. He says, these are the, by the way, this is the same verses that say, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's some rich food involved in here. You know the way, the way is me. The way is doing and keeping the commandments I have given you. The way is the Holy Spirit coming and being in you. And now where am I going? This is where it gets really critical. Right before this verse, our main verse that I was telling you about, right before that, what happens is Jesus says this, the ruler of this world is coming, but he has no power over me. Who is the ruler of the world? Satan. Says Satan's coming to crucify me. He's going to murder me. He doesn't have the power to do that. But I will be obedient to my father so that the world will know that I love him. And then he says, arise, let us go from here. You following along? Jesus is saying to the disciples, I don't, like where we're going, but that's where God's leading. So that's where we're going to go. And what comes immediately after this is he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Where do we go? We go into living relationship with Jesus. Why? Because he went to prepare a place for us on the cross. We often take that verse and we say, Jesus is in heaven. Good thing he was a carpenter's son. So he knows how to build some houses for us. But what if what Jesus is really trying to say when he says, I go to prepare a place for you, what if the cross was the place where he was preparing a place for us at? What if he is in heaven preparing a place for us? Yes, but what if the cross was what was preparing a place for us? And what if he says, arise, let us go. Let us go from this place of doubt and not knowing to a new place of knowing and connection because of what Christ did on the cross. Because what Christ did on the cross, the connection between God and man was restored. What Adam did away with by his lack of trust and obedience, Jesus reconnected through his trust and obedience. Arise, let us go from here. I am giving you a call today. Our theme for this year is arise. I am not asking you to know where you're being led. I am just asking you to know that Jesus is a calling you to arise from wherever you are today. And to be led by him away from where you are to whatever it is that he has in mind my challenge for you this year. The only thing I'm asking you to do this year is to get up. I'm not asking you to worry about where we're going. I'm just asking you to hear Jesus' voice about get up. I believe Jesus is calling our church this year to get up. That's what we're going to focus on. For those of you who are like, well, we're going to get there. We're not in a hurry. Arise and leave where you are now and be led by the Holy Spirit to a deeper and more intimate experience in Jesus where your obedience will result in kingdom growth. Remember, that's what being connected to the, the, I am the vine, you are the branches. You will produce fruit when you're connected to Jesus, not because you're producing fruit, but because your connection to Jesus produces fruit. So my call to you today, get up. Get up. Let's arise to Jesus' calling. Let's embrace the Holy Spirit. And let's allow the Holy Spirit to grow the kingdom through our obedient connection to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is crucial family. He is our connection to Jesus. And what we're told is that when the Holy Spirit is in us, we are in Jesus. Jesus is in the Father. We're restored to connection in the kingdom now. Yes, we look forward to when we will see him face to face, but the kingdom is now. The kingdom is now. We're not waiting for the kingdom. We're waiting for Jesus to return, and he will very soon. but we have connection with Jesus now if we ask for it. Arise. This will be the focus for our whole life church this year, 2022. We will arise to a new and deeper love for Jesus and
2: our community. Amen. Thank you so much. All right, now is the time to respond to Ken's sermon. Um, If you're just joining us, you can uh, head to our chat room at Live, as well as Facebook and look for this video and post a question there. Uh, We already have a few in, and um, I also have my own response. The Stanley paraphrase would be, um, let's get up and let's do better than we have been. Let's go to somewhere better. Is that close to maybe I what think I like for? your paraphrase better. Oh, uh, maybe okay. I'll change it for second service. I don't all know. right. I like it. All right. Thank you. All right. Cool. Um, this is uh this first question comes from Trafina and she says, Um, are you suggesting for all of us to arise and get up at the same time? The only place I've seen that is uh Pentecost. So with the disciples, Pentecost. Are are you asking us to get that much Holy Spirit? Yeah. Sweet. So so here's the thing. It's it's uh it's
1: I'm, I'm listening to a really interesting book now called "Person of uh, Person of Interest." It's a cold case detective who dis, who was not a Christian decided to use his detective techniques to disprove Christ, and so he goes through and uses his detective t- techniques, and he comes to the conclusion that Christ has to be exactly who he said it was without using anything from the Bible. Um, it's an interesting book, but one of the points he makes in the book is that. All the technology of the time. Why was Jesus born when he was? Because of the technology that was taking place that allowed the gospel to go throughout the world. It couldn't have done. It couldn't have done the same thing a hundred years before that. It was this perfect time for Jesus to be born. And he said, "Today, what? If, why didn't Jesus come today?" He said, "Because technology is so watered down; it'd be hard to hear anybody." Jesus came at the perfect time to be heard in this way. And wh- where I'm driving with this is. I believe that Jesus is coming back again very soon. And I believe that when you look at the trajectory of how the world is and everything that's happening in the world, with the technology that's exploding, with the way that the world is, with the world becoming less loving, this is the time where God's people need to become more loving, more united, and fulfill Jesus' prayer in in John 17, that we would be one. And we'll only be one through the Holy Spirit. So, Trofina, to your point, absolutely, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. And I'm not suggesting that, I'm suggesting it start right where I'm at. Um, And when God is ready to do what he's ready to do, he'll do it. But I'm inviting us. I think the invitation is there and I think we need to arise to it.
2: Very good. Um, We have a related question here from Chatty Tween. uh, Teen, sorry, Chatty Teen. And it's how do we arise from God's spirit if we aren't sure we feel or have God's spirit? You're asking us to arise. how, How can we do that if we're not sure? How do we get sure? How do we do that?
1: Uh, Hey, chatty teen. Um, I just uh, want you to know that, that a lot of times Jesus told people to arise before they felt anything. And when we go back to this first story that we talked about, the man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus tells him to arise, I'm sure, before he felt anything. And so my encouragement to you is if you hear Jesus calling you to arise, I, what I interpret that as being is to spending time with him, prayer, Bible study, being close to him journaling's a good thing. So I invite you just to arise to that and I would and I'm, and I'm believing with my whole heart that as you do that, you'll feel what you need to feel as God makes it pop, as God starts to do what he's going to do. Um, but before we feel things, Jesus often tells us to arise.
2: All right. We have two more questions, but I'm looking at my time and I'm out of time. I really want to ask this one, but I might have to save it for next service because I think it's going to be a complicated answer. Um, But all right. So you'll have to check out the podcast. Um, It's called This Is Whole Life. And it's available everywhere that podcasts are heard. If you have other questions, feel free to still put them in the chat um, or come back for second service or tune in. <laughs> but um, this one is a little bit about your question about Jesus going to the cross and obedience to show love for his father. They have more questions about that. So if you also had questions about that, <laughs> check out the podcast. I don't mean to do this on purpose. I love that. I, no,
1: that's that's what we call a tease a tease. in radio and television I, news. That's a tease. I, I love
2: that we have too many questions, but thank you guys so much for participating with us. Thank you, thank you. So- Stanley, (laughs) not Stanton.
1: (laughs) Downtown Community, you guys remember hearing anything about that during our service today? Yeah, Downtown Community, what time was it? Four, four o'clock right here, Downtown Community. Um, I hope you will be a part of that. I'm really excited about it. There's the worship part of it, but I'm also excited to be doing the town hall with you. Um, We're going to share some of the really exciting things that are happening here at Whole Life with you, and more important to me is you are going to have the opportunity to ask any question you want of myself and our Whole Life team. So if you have questions, if you're wanting to know what's going on about something or you're curious, be here for that. Um, This is something that we're intending to do four times a year. We're going to try to do this every quarter so that you have the chance to really interact with us and really truly know what's happening in your church. Not just my church; it's your church. In fact, it's more your church. Okay. So, uh, look forward to seeing you at four o'clock this afternoon. Um, just, it's going to be amazing. You're really going to be blessed by by that um, the worship service and then the and and the other uh, stuff that we'll be doing. So, I, I look forward to seeing you then. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you so much for your love and kindness to us. We pray that you would bless us and watch over us as we. Leave here, but don't leave your presence. May we take your presence to the world that we live in. We pray in your name. Amen. Next week, my good friend, Bernie. Bernie is going to be having our sermon next week. Um, I have to be out of town. My uh, wife's grandmother passed away. And so I am been given the honor of officiating that service. And so I will be gone for that. And thank you, Bernie. Um, he's told me what he's going to be preaching about. And I love it. And finally, finally, I have a gift for you. When you leave today, we want to arise, and we want you to remember that paraphrase we have of our main text this year. It's a bookmark. Put it in your Bible. Put it in your favorite book. Put it, uh, tape it to your refrigerator. Tape it to the mirror in your bathroom. Tape it somewhere where you're going to see it every day and be reminded that Jesus is calling us to arise. I love you. God
0: love your world. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. All focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast related on our website, wholelife.church podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.